Top, top, top of the morning, afternoon, and the evening to you, whoever you may be, wherever you may be watching, looking, or listening. It's, it's, it's your boy, Aunt Mo. Trap, trap, trapping out of bando. Let, let, let me eat with your big baby. Welcome to Wayne's World. You know what I'm talking about? It's my middle name, huh? For all the people that's been rocking with your boy for over the past three months, I thank you. I gleefully coin you my Waniacs. And for those of you who are listening for the first time, you come on back right now, y'all, yeah? Show them boys how you do it up in Harlem now, boy. <laughs> That's uh, that boy Chicago from life. <clears throat> but yeah, anyway, I-, I digress. But no, listen, seriously, for all of those who may be listening to the podcast for the first time, you may be wondering, what is the Wayne's World podcast about? I tell you simply, it is a real-life podcast for real-life people. There are so many complexities in life, and I would be doing you a disservice to just focus on one of those complexities. So as they come... I talk about them. It could be something that I'm inspired by in the moment or something I've been dealing with my entire life. It could be something that I've been watching or something I just found out about today. It is primarily for the generation, what is it, Generation X and Millennial Christian. Primarily for the Generation X and Millennial Christian. Then it's for anybody who would care to listen. So I encourage you, listen, share it, subscribe. Support your boy, you know what I'm talking about? And so moving from that point, what the podcast is about today, 40 is the new 20? Is 40 the new 20? Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, but we are going to delve into the idea of it, what it looks like. Or do you have somebody in your family that's like that? And then I'm going to give you my thoughts and ideas on how we get away from that frame of thinking because I don't think that it's healthy, quite frankly. But as we do with every show, for those of you who also may be wondering how the format goes, we get into the intro first. Of course, we welcome people. We introduce you to what the show may look like. We tell you the format sometimes. And then we get into you're going to get these sports, bruh. And that is for the person who may be wondering what sports is like. You may not know anything about sports. You may not care about sports, but you may be at a workplace or in a family circle surrounded around people who love sports and are talking about it. And this gives you the opportunity to have something to say while you're at the water cooler, while you're at the table playing dominoes, something to just throw your little bit in and get some friends. For those of you who may already know about sports, it's just a time for us to dialogue. You know what I'm saying? We can chop it up about whatever. I do want to talk about LeBron today. So buckle up. And then we get into the meat of it. You know what I'm talking about? The heart of it, where we actually get into the 40 is the new 20 question, and then we end it with a momentous moment. So, in the totality, that's what you could expect from me today. And without further ado, we will go into our first break. And when we come back, you're going to get these sports, bro. You know what I'm talking about? Peace. Oh, yeah. Huh. And we back, and we back in here. Yeah. This ain't no intro. This that entree. Did that intro with Kanye and sound like Andre. Trying to turn my baby mama to my fiance. To my. Shout out to that boy Chance, man. And as promised, we back in this thing, you know what I'm talking about? And we getting right into it. As promised, you gonna get these sports, bruh. And for today, I wanna deal with that boy number six. Well, he was 23, then he was six. He was back to 23. That boy LeBron, man. The LeBron James. You know what I'm talking about? 
I think I heard somebody talking about him. It was actually about a week ago. And they helped put stuff into perspective. Actually, it was Shannon Sharp. And he put stuff into perspective, man. I think that we, as much as we may not like the moves he has made, we can respect the man that he is. But in today's, so, what would you call it? Today's social media society, we so easily forget that he is one of the greatest basketball players that we are looking at or have ever seen. We're talking about on the same level as a Wilt, same level as a Kareem, the same level as a Bill Russell. We are looking at one of the top five. Some would easily argue and you couldn't defend against it. Top three NBA basketball players of all time. And that's and, and that's what you're saying either putting Bill or Kareem first, not in any, I'm sorry, not in any particular order, but Jordan, Bill, or Kareem, you got to put those, those those type of dominant players in there and then LeBron. I'm sorry. God rest the dead for Kobe. Understand everything that's happened with that. We've never seen anybody like him besides Jordan, but we wouldn't probably, we will probably see somebody that, you know, we'll follow in those footsteps to have that type of heart and passion and determine, determinate and determination. I think J, uh, Jay Morant will actually be that type of player. I think he's already showed that. But I digress on that. LeBron, what is he on? Like his 17th year in the league, 35 years old, still dropping 40 on cats, triple doubles, number one in the West after running the East his entire career. What was it? Only like the maybe the first two years of him being in the league. Can anybody say that they have, you know, usurped him as far as control in the in the uh, conference that he was in? In the same league with Giannis, with Giannis, I said Giannis. In the same conference as Giannis, destroying stuff. He still got three rings. I don't care who he got him against. He's still great. Dude then built the school. He got the the show, the you know, the shop. He I mean, he's making some real moves. Now, to be fair, did not like him leaving Cleveland to go to Miami. Appreciated him very much going back to Cleveland. He promised a ring. He gave him a ring. Did not like the move to LA, and that's when I actually decided that I wasn't gonna be a LeBron fan anymore. For me, it's Dame, it's Dame Lillard. It's Dame Dollars, you know what I'm talking about? It's Luka Doncic, and I'm a Mavericks fan through and through. I cannot split my allegiances too much. It's just, it's kind of like your barber. Everybody's got their barber that they're loyal to. If that barber start getting on that funny stuff, start messing up your edge up, start canceling the appointments that you didn't pay extra to show up to, I can't rock with you, my guy. LeBron... As much as he's been consistently great everywhere he's went, he's had a lot of opportunity to pick the players that he could play with. Let's not forget the J.R. Smiths and the Danielle Marshalls, and he picked those guys. The Mo Williams, he picked those guys. And so when you don't win with them, you don't get to turn around and then complain because management won't make moves. You're paying guys top dollar. So you, you got to, I, I just think LeBron has had way more control than what he would admit. And true enough, 
Dan Gilbert was a douchebag over there in Cleveland. Impossible to work with. Made a whole bunch of promises that he didn't keep, and LeBron still came back, won a championship, and held them down for as long as he could. But I think as much as you want to do right by a city or a people, you know, when you're dealing with somebody at the top that sits high and looks low, you, you never forget that type of stuff. That's like somebody telling him, shut up and dribble. Or you'd have been better off just, you'd have been better off picking cotton or something. It's like, you'll never forget that. So I'm not, I'm not saying I'm mad at him for what he did. I just, I didn't appreciate it as much because all of the true greats that we know of, and please name somebody that didn't stay, that was a true great, they all stayed and, and fought it out. Kobe, yes, Kobe wanted to leave, but he still stayed. Jordan left to retire, debts, gambling, etc., mob ties, whatever you want to call it, came back, did the same thing, left, and he owned part of the Washington Wizards at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe he didn't. But either way, we don't really even count that. It's like, whatever. Jordan retired, whatever. But LeBron, bro, he said that he said that going to Miami was like his version of college. He matured there, which I could kind of agree with. You know, you dealt with getting smacked by the Mavericks in 11 to coming back and running off two of two of them things and then ultimately getting smacked again by the Spurs, who have been the arch nemesis of him in the finals. I mean, Greg Popovich is his kryptonite if he's Superman. Totally respect Greg Popovich and the, the, what he's ran over there. But then also you have the Kawhi factor, which comes into today's portion of, you know, what I truly believe that the Clippers will ultimately take down the Lakers if we do have an NBA season this this year. With that old Rona, Kenfolk, we who's to really say? But all, all in all, I'm just saying I think that we can't sell ourselves short to not appreciate LeBron while he's in the league. Because although we will run into some great NBA players when he's when he's gone. Let's not think that we are going to get anything close to him. He's an anomaly. 6'9", 250, 240, 230. He's fluctuated between that. We've seen him when he was small. We've seen him when he got ginormous. And then he lost the weight. And then he got a little more limber. I mean, we've seen him dominate the league. Not the East, not the West, but the league. And then for him to go to L.A., the epicenter of like complete a complete conference and lead them to the top is is nothing short of impeccable. So let's just not take them for granted. It's, it's kind of like the 90s Cowboys. And I'm sorry for those of you who don't like the Cowboys. Eat your heart out. You can hate the Cowboys. But if we talk about teams of an era, a decade, it would be hard not to show the 90s Cowboys all the love in the world. There was no weaknesses. There was, I mean, you you ran against a great team in San Francisco, but people often forget that that third time, that third championship in a row that we should have got, San Francisco, we're in San Francisco. Deion Sanders on the, like the two or three yard line pass interference. Obvious they don't call it. If they don't, if they do call it, we get the ball, we go into the red zone, and we score, we win the game. But it is what it is, but all I'm saying is when you compare the dominance of what they did for the 90s with what LeBron has did his whole career, essentially, 
it's, it's really no comparing anybody to him. You can't compare him to Jordan. You can't compare him to you can't compare him to Magic. You can't compare him to George Gervin. You can't compare him to Oscar Robertson because they never dominated a whole league by themselves. Like, period. Let's not forget that he also dominated a league in which Kobe still was alive and well and playing in. So what I say to end this segment is LeBron. I don't like the moves you've made, but I respect the man that you are, the family man, the businessman, the incredibly smart, savvy, ultimate, unselfish player that you are. And I salute you for that. Let's not forget greatness. Yeah, yo. You know what I'm talking about? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Whew, all right. Let's get into the meat of this thing. You know what I'm talking about? What you've all been waiting for? It's 40 the new 20? It's 40 the new 20. Like, does that even make sense? Are we being fed a bunch of cockamamie bullcrap and people trying to sell us this whole rejuvenation when, I don't know, man. You know, they say your cells regenerate every seven years. So you didn't have one, two, three, four, five. You've had five regenerations, right? Your taste buds change every seven years. You got gray hairs. Your bones don't work the way they used to. But we're supposed to believe that 40 is the new 20. I believe that there's a there's a very inherent issue with this whole frame of mind. And it's not to say that you're just supposed to get old and die. Right. I know people shout out to Doug. Uh, I, uh, his last name is is failing me right now. But I Davis, I'm sorry, Doug Davis. Dude has peppered hair, but he looks amazing. He's slender. He has his own businesses. He still works and he looks amazing. And he's got to be close to f- like late 50s, I believe. And he looks amazing. So I, I'm not. But you know what he doesn't do? And I'm not knocking. Once again, I'm not knocking feeling younger or or making doing certain things to keep you looking good. But I'm challenging the idea that it's a bad thing to embrace getting older, that it's a bad thing to, you know, be the old head. That used to be a thing that came with true grace, that people respected you. You know what I'm saying? What's up, old school? You know what I'm saying? What's up, unk? When a dude may not be your blood uncle, but what's up, unk? Meaning that you went before us, you have something to give us. Could it be that you just that most people have not lived life in a way that they've learned anything from the life that they've lived because they're too busy trying to be young that they don't they can't even pass anything down to the younger generation. I am 32 years old in my lifetime. I've been to the club twice. The first semester of college, I went to the club. Why did I go to the club? Because my girlfriend at the time went to the club. I didn't want her to go. 
I told her I didn't want her to go. She said she was going to do what she wanted to do. So she went to the club and then I got peer pressured into going to the club. What happened? It was the worst experience of my life. Not literally, but it was just whack. Everybody was in there smoking black and mouths and cigarettes and weed and getting super drunk. None of those things I cared to do. Wasn't even my lifestyle. But it was a time I went to the club. Second time. Same school year. Different semester. Grandmother passed away. I'm in summer school. I'm sipping Alizé. I'm sipping gin. Later that night, I had a whole bunch of Chardonnay. I was so lit, I felt drunk for about a week. No lie. My eyes were bloodshot, glossy. I couldn't see straight. I probably had alcohol poisoning for all I know. Worst experience ever. I was trying to hop on Air Girl moving. But that was the only two times that I went to the club. Neither were because I was insane mind and it was just a cool little fun thing to do. Whatever, whatever. And I was young then. What you think I'm going to do now? My, my overarching point is that, and I told somebody this, and they, I think it was my wife, and she was kind of like, hmm, you think so? I believe that most people run away from the idea of getting older because it forces them to deal with the idea of their ultimate mortality. The reality is you were a baby. You couldn't walk or talk. You could barely see for a couple months. Then you learned, you got older, you start experiencing life for the first time. You in your prime at a certain point. Then stuff start start hurting, you start moving different. And now you you're you're dealing with the idea of Man, I, I'm going to die one day. I'm old. Like, it's like, it's weird how it happens. I had my place. I was in my own place. I was standing in a different part of Arlington at the time. I woke up and it was a couple months before my birthday. I was 29. I was about to turn 30. And I woke up and I sat on the couch and I thought to myself. Matter of fact, it might even been on the steps because I had a loft. Either way, I had a bed upstairs, a couch downstairs. I was either sitting on the bed and walked to the steps and just sat there, or I was sitting on the couch. It don't matter. I digress. But I thought to myself, man, you about to be 30, bro. What are you going to do with yourself? What have you done with yourself? What type of moves have you made to set yourself up for success? I was told before 30, or before 40, rather, you're building a foundation. After 40, you're talking about legacy. What can I leave behind? What have I done for the people that are coming after me? I realized that I had wasted a majority of my youth making horrible decisions. Being a person that is very much a sniff and scurry for those people who have read Who Moved My Cheese, I had the mentality of a sniff and scurry, but my actions or him and ha. Now, this may not make sense to a lot of you, but basically him and ha is a story of four rats, right? Two of them were people who knew they need to make a change. They saw change happening and they just one of them decided to just stay the way they were. The other one always wanted somebody to follow him. I'll, I'll, I'll need somebody to come with me. 
hey, I want to make this change in my life. I need to lose weight. I need to get a better job. I need to do better for my children. Now I'm making this applicable to your life. So him and her, him is the person who I'm going to stay the way I am till I die. I'm a, I was always, I was, I've been fat. I'm going to stay fat. I've been pouring my hygiene. I'm going to stay pouring my hygiene. I, I, I keep switching jobs. I'm going to keep switching jobs. Not because I want to get something better, but just because I don't want to be nowhere for too long. High is like, you know, I'm tired of this cycle, but man, bro, I don't want to do this by myself. Can you come with me? Him I'm like, boy, you better go and get on my face. High finally decides that I'm going to do something different. And they start the journey to do something different with their life. And along the way, they leave something behind for others to know. I when I got to this part of my life, this is how I did something different. And you got Sniff and Scurry. Basically, one of them is a go-getter. They they one 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 runs after it, one sniffs it out. But they they always on the move. When something is about to change in life, they're ready for it. They don't sit, they don't sit still too long. They're always looking for the next opportunity. And so essentially in my mind, I was sniffing scurry, but in my actions, I was him and ha. You know what I'm saying? To try to break it down to you, make it simple. But um, so basically, I spent a lot of my time in life wasting it. And being that I was about to turn 30, it put things in perspective for me. And it actually helped me to get a sense of direction because I embraced it. I grew up. Not knowing if I was going to really reach the age of 19, 20, 21. When I reached 21, I felt like I made it in life and I'm not even capping. I grew up in the hood, but I didn't participate in hood things. But it didn't mean that things didn't approach me that could have ended my life. Me and my cousin are sitting in the car one day. My uncle was going to you know, sell some weed or whatever. We sitting in the car listening to Tupac, all eyes on me. Loud, sitting outside the white people's house. Dude walk up to the car, knock on the window. Old white guy. I'm talking about old white guy. He ain't living no more. He that he was that old. Cause I was like 11 or 12 at the time. He says, "Hey, can you uh, turn your music down?" Me and my cousin look at each other. My cousin turned the music up louder. I bust out laughing. We capping. Roll the window up. Boy, get out of my face. Man, when I tell you this dude came back to the car, fam. 45, laser on it, taps on the window. I said, can you, turn your wind- can you turn your music down? Me and my cousin was doing the mannequin challenge. My cousin slowly reached up, turned the music down. He turned it off, man. What are we talking about here? And that dude walked off. Situations like that where we were young and dumb could have ended our lives, right? Okay. How does that apply to what I'm talking about in 40 is the new 20? If I don't learn from that mistake to be respectful to people, I don't have, I don't, number one, I may not live to be able to give game to somebody else. Number two, I don't see the life lesson that was in that. And then I set people up ultimately for failure who, who are coming after me. In life, we rob people of the opportunity to grow and mature, to break generational habits, not curses, but habits. If we don't learn from our mistakes and then reach back for other people. Black people got that very bad. I'm not going to start trying to go all over the place with this, but 
We learn stuff and then we keep it to ourselves. Sometimes we need to pass that wisdom on because it could save somebody's very life. Sometimes it ain't about the money. It's about what you can preserve somebody's life, somebody's health, somebody's wealth. So. You know, I got stories for days on different stuff and situations that I've been in where I could have lost my life like I really do. But. okay, so look, moving ahead. I was seven, eight years old. Right. And I had an aunt. She was my favorite aunt. Why? Because she was the fun aunt. She was the one who, when me, my brother and my sister would go over her house, I was the oldest. She would let me get a little bit of the apple martini, can folk. She let me get a little sippy sip. Not like enough to make me be like super drunk and nothing like that, but just enough for me to like crash straight out after I got done. I might not even made it through the whole little, little bit of martini that she gave me. And it was fun. But is that the best thing to do? Is that the wisest decision to make for a nephew? And who's to say if you fast forward 20 years from now and then I have children who are of that age and I allow her to be in that type of proximity that she wouldn't do the same thing with them. After all, you're the fun aunt. You're the aunt who's 40 something, 50 something, pushing close to 60 something. And you party all the time. You drink. You do whatever. Now, I'm not I'm not telling you this to judge anybody, not my family, nobody. But this is reality. If you never learn from the mistakes that you make. You perpetuate the, the cycle or the habit. And you set others up for failure. Maybe that's where I got the idea that I could drink at a young age and it was okay. Because I used to drink heavy at 14. I used to get faded. I'm talking about faded. At 14, start having sex at 14. Passing that on, I set myself up for bad decisions. I have a 13-year-old daughter who I am crazy about. But if she could have came later, that would have been great. (laughs) but it was because of the decisions that I made in my life. You got to have somebody to pass some knowledge on, whether that's a father, a mother, a auntie, a cousin, a big brother program. People run away from getting older. People rush to dye their hair black when it's silver, when it's peppered. People go get Botox. People go get facelifts. People go and alter the reality of what they really look like and how they're really living because they're chasing youth. I heard somebody saying that that people aren't chasing beauty. It was Nick Cannon uh, on on Vlad. He said they're not chasing beauty. They're chasing youth. You're not going to look 13 again. Or 16 or 19 or even 20, 21. The reality is you you are living and then one day you're going to die. And when you live with the end in mind, it helps give you perspective on to how to be careful with the life that you live. Don't waste your life. Don't run away from the opportunity to grow and mature and get better. 
I was young and now I'm old. And now I have realized that I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Like, the idea is to be young, sometimes make some dumb decisions with your life, get older, learn from them, make better decisions, pass it on, and make sure the generation after you does not make those same mistakes. But if you're so busy chasing after how you used to feel, it's like the, it's like the idea behind getting drunk or smoking or crackheads. They spend their time chasing the first high that they ever felt. But you've already experienced it, so you can't chase that. Well, you can chase it, but you're never going to accomplish it. And in the meantime, what happens? You risk the, the, the chance of rotting your liver out, overdosing, ruining your family. Because you're chasing something that's not attainable. Tomorrow ain't here. Yesterday is gone. What are you going to do about it? I'm not trying to be the Debbie Downer, the bearer of bad news, none of those things. But I do want us to realize that approaching life through that lens is a trick. Because, see, if you never prepare for the day that you don't know is coming. You're going to set yourself up for failure. You're going to leave your kids without, without a little bit of change to get them going. You're going to leave them without some knowledge that can help them not to feel the way that you felt. I don't want my daughters to experience the divorce that I've experienced and the pain that comes along with it. I don't want them to have kids before they're in a healthy marriage relationship. And I'm saying relationship is still as a part of the marriage where they are friends first, partners, then lovers who love God. So that means I got work to do. I got conversation that need to be had. I got present circumstances that I need to work on to better myself now so that even a year from now, I have something to, to, to a seed to plant into my children's lives or a coworker. Because life is about what you pass on to somebody. That's all I'm trying to say. 40 ain't the new 20. And that mentality is for people who don't want to grow up. Who are scared of the future. And who are ultimately trying to run away from the idea or the reality that they are mortal. That you are going to get old. You're going to get crow's feet. You're going to get bunions. You're going to get corns, kinfolk. You're going to wake up and shoulder your shoulder going to be hurting. You're going to have gas uncontrollable. Your breath, your teeth going to start falling out. It's just the realities of life and there's nothing wrong with it. It's okay. But how you live your life is going to determine what you look like at that age. How your memory comes or goes. Some of that stuff is in God's hands. I mean, it is all in God's hands, but I mean... Some of it you really just are, you just praying for the best. But I guarantee you, if you drink 24-7, you smoke 24-7, you gorge on food 24-7, you're setting yourself up for failure. Partying all the time, having unprotected sex all the time, you're going to set yourself up for failure. I'm not here to be nobody daddy. That ain't what I'm doing. But somebody got to hear the message 
and understand that life is more than what you're dealing with right now or the reality that you're trying to run away from. So, I don't know if I got nothing else for y'all, man. I just want y'all to understand that we are we are younger. We're young. We feel good. And if you make smart decisions with how you live your life, what you eat, your spirituality, you know, all of those simple things, you'll be better set up to age gracefully and live your life in a good way. But if you don't, you won't. Your knees going to be busted. Your teeth going to fall out. Your body going to look terrible. But the choice is yours. When we come back, we're going to do we're going to hit the momentous moment. We're going to bring everything to a close. And that's it. I'll talk to you people in a little bit. Peace. Yay. Hey, y'all. Into Matt. Yay. <laughs> There's a little sound that, that I like to throw in here. <laughs> Me and my wife are laughing about that. That bud just say, yay! But that bud just, it just gets you a little lit. But anyway, we're here with the momentous moment. And uh, for those of you who may not know what the momentous moment is about, sometimes we may throw in a new, another just sidebar, a little tidbit of wisdom. Or sometimes we just recap the show, do do some housekeeping, bring everything to a close. You know what I'm saying? So that we can maintain the order of having a dope podcast. And so we may do all of that with this. But I want to say this for those of you who may want to give feedback on the podcast. It could just be encouragement. It could be something that you may suggest that could be dope to add to the show. If you just want to, you know, give me dialogue from a previous episode that you listened to, something that an idea that you had or just a talking point that you wanted to express. If you go to the Anchor app, download the Anchor app, number one, and then search my show, the uh, Wayne's World Pod, Wayne Wayne's World podcast. And then once you go to the top, you'll see where it says voice message. Once you click on that, you will be able to record your voice message and then send it to me. Please, by all means, do that. I want to make you guys voice be a very important part of each one of my podcasts. I just love to get the feedback. It could be encouraging words for me. It could be feedback from, uh, you know, something that you, you heard on today or a previous topic, you know, of the show. Or anything, you could please just send me a voice message. Also, number two, you can donate within the Anchor app. And also, it'll be in the cliff notes of wherever you're listening to this at, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast, Overpod, over, I think it's Overcast, Overcast, anywhere you get podcasts, you can donate and you can look in there. And it's just simple, guys. What I'm doing right now, is I'm sitting in my room with the door closed. I got pillows surrounding my phone and my head is tucked in here so that I could try to eliminate the noise. I need help. Like I recorded the podcast. Well, today is Friday. I recorded it Wednesday night, Thursday morning, technically. And it was so trash. I tried to do the best I could, but it was just so trash that I got discouraged. I was not going to re- I was not going to post it. It wasn't really the best content I had because it was like three in the morning and you could just hear it. 
And so I felt defeated, but I had to fight those things and re-record this so that I could give you guys the best that I could possibly give you for today. And I apologize that it wasn't Thursday morning, but I'm going to do my best to make sure. No, I'm not going to do my best. I am going to make sure this point moving forward that I get back on schedule. You know, it's I'm definitely still getting it out in the week, but I want to get it to you when I say I'm going to get it to you every Thursday at 8 a.m. So if you guys could help me, I want to get a Rodecaster Pro headphones and a mic and I can do it for about a little over a thousand dollars just a little bit over a thousand dollars and it would allow me to record this podcast the exact way that I need to add the the uh intro that my boy did for me um my boy with good tree clothing and uh I would just I would love to be able to take this to the next level so that I can compete with people who have that or even better you know, but in the meantime, I will continue to get you what I can, how I can. No excuses. Also, you can email me at elevatedsense87 at gmail.com. That is E-L-E-V-A-T-E-D-S-E-N-S-E 87 at gmail.com. If you want to type out something, you have a, a show topic or you got your feedback there or whatever, just communicate with your boy. You know what I'm saying? And uh, by all means, I record on Anchor because that's the best that I can do for right now. And I appreciate the platform that they give me. But I also um, would like for you guys to go to Google Podcasts, Spotify or Apple Podcasts to be able to uh, register. Not register. I'm sorry. You can be able to subscribe there. And all you have to do is search Wayne's World Podcast. You'll see me looking down in deep thought (laughs) with... uh, with whatever the background is and that way you'll get notified every time I drop a podcast. So today guys, you know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate you guys for listening. If you made it this far and today, you know, we, we delved into LeBron James, his greatness, you know, some of the shortcomings that we may experience or that we think about when we think about LeBron switching teams or crumbling against the Mavericks. As long as it meant Dirk got a championship, that's something that matters to me, Ken folks. Um, and then we also got into the meat of it. 40 is the new 20. 40 is not the new 20. 40 is 40. Embrace it. Deal with the idea that you are a mortal human being. You cannot chase youth or beauty, but you can grow and mature and pass things down before you ultimately meet whatever demise that you may meet or go to be with the Lord. It's not about being morbid or talking about death, but it's just a reality that I think people run away from. And it's OK. Deal with it. And then we can all grow and be better people from it. And that's it in a nutshell, guys. Life is hard enough, so don't just live, live elevated. Until next week, I love you guys. Peace.